0: Hello there. Today is Tuesday, September 11th, 2018. This is season one, episode one of Drive It Like You Stole It with Edward, A.K.A. Ewok, myself. So today I'm starting this a little late, at about 7:14 p.m. Sun's going down. Everyone's driving home from work. Bunch of traffic on the freeways. It is what it is. Um. I just wanted to to say hi. I just wanted to say It's been a long time. It's been a while. Over a year. And I'm sorry I've been gone so long, but I'm back. I'm not back in black, but I'm back in orange. I work for a company called Ahern Rentals. They are a global company. They are an equipment rental company. They rent everything you would need on a job site, from scissor lifts to boom, to to man lifts, personnel carriers, to, I don't know, excavators, backhoes, skid steers, skip loaders, anything and everything that has to do with the construction industry, we rent it. Also, my company builds it. We have factories over the United States, and we constantly build parts, new things, we build new... Ideas and, and we just ship them out. We rent them out. And that's what we do. <clears throat> Last time we talked, I was working with a company called Gillies Transportation out of Stockton, California. And I think the reason why I haven't been on solo much is because my life's been a little hectic. Um, I left Gillies and I decided to go local. And I was working for a company called Alameo Rebar. They're a really popular, world-class, world-famous rebar company. Currently, they did all the rebar for Ram Stadium over here in Inglewood. And um, I was working for them for a little bit. And I started to notice that things weren't adding up. My paycheck, my time, my work. And, um... I feel like I was being fairly grossly grossly fairly mistreated. I was working from three in the morning to about seven or eight at night every night. And it was just it was just horrible, you know, completely breaking the whole DOT laws and all that bullshit. And so I decided it's time I leave and just figure out what I want to do, you know? I didn't, I didn't have a meltdown or a breakdown, I just decided, you know, that I can't keep doing this, this is going to kill me. Um, I was, uh, sitting at home, and, um, I was looking at companies online to, uh, apply to, you know, and, um, my girlfriend was telling me, well, what about Ahern, you know, you want to do equipment hauling, you want to do heavy hauling, well, here's your chance, you know. And I I was telling her that I have no chance, you know, but I I don't see why I couldn't just take a chance and just try it out. So I applied, and uh, about two weeks later, I get a call from my boss, Bill, asking if I could do a job interview. Right then and there, I just came in, did a job interview with him, and then he told me, come back next Tuesday, and we're going to have a real job interview with, you know, Jerry, the main manager bill the assistant manager and uh we'll show you we'll show you around you know so i agreed and uh came back the next week and uh did the uh, interview again and uh jerry asked me just when can i start and i just told him whenever he wants me to and I'll go to work so with that being said this is where i'm at this is what i've done My name is Edward Palmer, my friends call me Ewok, you know me as Edward aka Ewok, and I am a professional equipment hauler for Ahern Rentals Incorporated. Now, the job's not easy, the job's not the most fun, but I have fun playing with these machines and learning and studying and becoming a better driver, a better mechanic and whatever I can be to make my job easier on me. And, I can safely say that I have fought my whole life to get where I'm at right now, in a company like Ahern. because it's, it's beautiful, you know, I mean, the, the transport, you know, transport systems are nice, you know, like, hey, you gotta transport this piece of equipment to this yard, that yard needs to rent it out tomorrow. So that's what I do, you know, I pick up, I deliver, but then I also transport from other yards to yards. And um, <clears throat> it's it's fun, you know? I mean, I have good days and I have bad days like every other job. Sometimes I feel like there's a lot more bad days than good days. But um, my life has changed significantly because of the fact that I just stopped giving a fuck. And I realized that something was missing, you know? stopped giving a fuck, and I realized that the thing that was missing was the fact that I was here talking to you guys, or girls, or gals, or women, or men, or whatever gender you want to be, that was my problem, I stopped talking to you, and so I feel like I couldn't vent, and I couldn't talk, I couldn't communicate with you guys, and so I was, I was getting frustrated, you know, I was, uh, I was losing my mind, you know. I was freaking out and I was letting things get to me. Now that I'm going to be able to do this from now on, I realize that this is where it's at. I go to work, I make my money. I sit here and I get a vent, I get a talk, I, I get to have a conversation with you, the audience, and I don't have to worry about you saying, hey, Ewok, you're a fucking idiot because of the fact that it's not a live fucking conversation now eventually that could change until then this is how it's going to have to be so i'm pretty happy with that but at the same time you see in my profile that there is an email that you can you know contact me and say hey you want you're a fucking idiot and by all means if you do i would not be mad i would just understand that hey you listen to my podcast and yeah, you think I'm a fucking idiot sometimes, I think I'm an idiot sometimes, and so we both agree, you know, it is what it is. So, now that we got some shit out the way, I started talking to you a little bit more, I'm getting a little bit more uh, comfortable again. Uh, I was a little nervous, I'm not going to lie, but now um, I'm comfortable with you. You know, the listener, the audience, the, the friend I have on the other side, Whether you're listening to it in your headphones, in your car, through your speaker, whatever you're listening to me in, I just want to say hello. I want to say thank you, and I just want to let you know that I appreciate you taking time out of your life to hear me rant, or vent, or communicate, or talk, or whatever we call it. Thank you. So... Let's get something big, a big elephant in the room. Let's get that out of the way and let's put it on the table so that me, you, we can talk about this. Today is Tuesday, September 11th, 2018. 17 years ago, I was 11 years old in, I think sixth grade. I'm pretty sure about sixth grade. When September 11th happened and the terrorist attack in New York, ended up. I was a child. I didn't fully understand what I wanted. Moment, and just remember what happened that day. You know, let's just be quiet for a second, and just recall for that September was. And let's just remember those who lost, whether it was in the buildings, in the ground, first the responders, the families that are now diagnosed with uh, plenty of health problems because they breathed, they breathed in all that significantly. Let's just take a member to remember them because, I don't know, I feel like driving around these people nowadays you see it as a... Taking a moment out of our lives to remember those we lost. To our lives. And I 2001A, I'm sorry, that up. I just thank you for just giving us this moment. My memory is really fucking wrong. So, you can tell me something right now, and in 20 minutes I'll probably forget it. Not because you don't mean nothing to me, or what you said isn't important, or what happened isn't important. But because of the fact that my brain can't seem to hold it, So I have to write it down, I have to remember it somehow. Anyway, hey, September 11th I remember it. And I don't want you to think that being disrespectful about it, because I forgot, or I misnamed the, uh, <clears throat> the year, but the truth is that my, my mind's a little fucked up, so I'm working please bear with me, so September 11th, I was 11 years old, uh, 2001, and I was in 6th grade, Mr. Wise's class, one, elementary. Claremont, California, good school district, good school, great fucking teacher, and um, I remember we were sitting down in class in the morning, and uh, we did the uh, Pledge of Allegiance, you know, the, the daily announcement came over, and principal, you know, had, had the student come up, we did the Pledge of Allegiance, everybody was, you know, in a good mood, and, and we sat down, and we took out our papers, and we started, you know, learning, studying, doing what we had to do to, to keep, you know, our education going. So we are doing that, and the phone rings in the back of the room next to the door. So my teacher gets up out of his desk, he walks over to the, to the telephone, and he picks it up. This is Mr. wise. And my principal called him and let him know that we just got attacked. And New York is under attack by whoever. So, my principal principal told my teacher. My teacher, his face turned pale white like he saw a ghost. He's an older man at the time. He was about 50 to 60 years old, so he must have been around Korean War, stuff like that. He hangs up the phone, and I can hear him mumbling that if it's time we go to war, we go. And when I look to my right, and I, I ask him what did he say. I just wanted him to repeat it. I heard what he said. I just wanted him to, to confirm what I heard. That way I'm not thinking that I heard it. And uh, he, he goes to the television on the other corner of the room, diagonal from the telephone, and he turns on the television to channel 11, which is Fox 11 so news. Fox 11 News had Jillian Barbary and fucking some other people, and they were talking about how we're being attacked in New York by somebody, nobody knows who, what why, but we are being attacked, and they're flying planes, and And my teacher turns up the volume and tells us to stop talking of us kids see the TV on we think that hey maybe it's a movie maybe it's a show maybe whatever we uh we stopped we stopped talking and we were sitting down watching this TV with my teacher. Mr. Wise stepped back a couple of feet and he sat down on the corner of the desk of the student right there. I, I think her name was Lissa, Alyssa or Allison, I can't remember too much other than I remember he took four or five steps back, sat down on the desk, the television was loud enough that you could hear it from either corner of the room. And he sees the pictures and the video of everybody scrambling on the ground, the, the towers coming down, and he starts crying. was really good friends with his teacher because my mom at the time was the lunch lady for that exact same school. So my mom was good friends with Mr. Wise and I walked up to him and I just said is this is bad knowing that it is bad being attacked but how bad is it? And Mr. Wise was sitting there crying and with tears in his eyes he just told me like this is bad this is extremely bad. So I sat down on the activities table that was right there next to you, and I was sitting there watching the TV and they were just showing people, you know, running away, helping each other, um, helping the injured, the, the, the fire department, the first responders, everybody helping somebody, and, and that's when I realized that. Growing up, everybody would talk bad about, oh, New York's mad, New York sucks, New York is packed full of people, and everyone's mad, and everyone's mean, and everyone's always grumpy, and, and nobody will ever fucking help you there. And on that day, that was the day I learned that everything I was told about New York was wrong. I mean, everybody was helping each other. People were helping the older, you know, move out the way, and. Everybody was doing something to help somebody that day. And, and I remember that. That whole day, it went from learning, you know, to just morning. And we were just basically just sitting there, watching television, watching the news, comforting Mr. Wise just there with each other. We went out to recess, we went out to lunch, we went out to lunchtime recess, and everybody... everybody just kind of seemed sad. Because even as kids, we just learned that our government and our, our home, our nation, were... they were being attacked. And... and it just sucked. So usually the handball were packed and nobody was playing the handball everybody was just hanging out talking and after school the bell rang and everybody was walking out and so many parents were there just to comfort the kids and of course me walking into the cafeteria to go see my mom my mom asked if I was okay and I told her I think I'm fine but I don't understand why this is happening Reassured me that as you get older, you start to learn that as good of a person you are, and as nice as you can be to this world, this world is always going to have someone that's bad, someone that's mean, someone that's bad. And that's when that day hit me that you know, we got shipped to our core. I read about the word. I realized that. My little, I, I grew up more and faster I know, and, and I realized that I can never fully hold somebody's religion against them until I know who that person is, you know? So, I have friends that are Muslim. I have a lot of friends that are Muslim, and I never once thought they could do something like that because they weren't raised like them. that. It's different. It's, different. Yeah. it's different being raised here and there You know, we If you listen to season zero, and you've heard my first couple episodes, you know who I am. And if you have not this is the first one Hi, my name's Edward, like I said before, my name's Ewok. Call me Edward, aka Ewok. I don't care. I'm not a smart man, I don't claim to be. I study, I read, I learn as much as I possibly can, because I feel like school didn't do it enough for me it wasn't my teacher's fault, it was because of the simple fact that I outgrew the material I was learning, you know? And so, going to school as a child, from junior high on, I realized that. They would give you... They would give you 10 pages to read. Hey Edward, go read page 200 to 210. Friday, we're going to take a test from those pages, but why just those pages? Why can't I read more? Can I only read those pages? Am I going to get in trouble if I read less And so I learned that maybe school wasn't for me, because I didn't want to do it on their time, you know? I wanted to do as much as I could, as much as I can, whenever I wanted. And so I would... I would go past, you know, and I'd read more and I'd learn more. And then eventually I was so obsessed with learning that I didn't want to do the homework because I already learned it, you know? And somewhere in my head, as a juvenile, I lost the meaning of learning to take a test to see what I acquired from that reading, you know? The knowledge that I received. And so. I would always fight against it, I wouldn't take tests, or I wouldn't do homework, or whatever it was, I just didn't want a part of it. I just wanted to read and learn and study. But at the same time, I was also that shithead skateboarder that was running around skating, skating every single fucking day. Skating in school, skating in school, fucking traveling to the United States just to go skateboarding. And I had fun. I wasn't worried about school because school was easy for me. I wasn't taking AP courses. That's because I knew that if I had to take AP you know, classes, I wouldn't have money for those books. My family was poor. My mom worked for a school district and I didn't have money Stay for lunch. Growing up, my mom gave my friends the free lunch program buddies all ate lunch, but yet, because my mom was an employee, I could I didn't get money, so I didn't bother, I didn't want to get the class, I didn't want to get a quote unquote better class, if it was going to mean that, I wouldn't have the, the, the money for the materials, the books, I didn't want that, and so I never chose to do that, I chose just to stick with the classes I got, and then eventually I seen it as, well maybe I shouldn't do this, because I don't want to do it, and so I realized, well, maybe it's time I drop out of school and start skating. So I dropped out of school, started skating, traveled, did my thing, and then I realized, holy shit, I just dropped out of school and I got fucked up. And so then I went to work with my older brother Anthony, you know, and uh, we worked for my cousin Marcos, and we worked for Best Buy, and I was, oh shit. Right? worked for Best Buy installers and delivery boys, you know? And, uh, um, sorry, I'm a crash truck, you guys. I was crazy fucking California drivers. But, yeah. So, my brother Anthony worked for Best Buy for Best Buy. And I realized that I needed money. I gave up skateboarding and I started working for my brother. And then we moved to Anaheim, California and we lived out there. That out of the way. Let me uh, talk to you more about my daily life. I am a local truck driver. I drive a day cab, I drive a Freightliner. Again, it's a Coronado, but not an SC, it's just a regular Coronado. And I haul equipment around Southern California. Two miles, two I deliver, miles, two I two pick up, South South I transfer, transport. Berry Farm in Disneyland. So that right there, I always get to see fireworks every night from Disneyland. On top of that, I'm close to the freeways. On top of that, next to the beach. So I work everything, from the deserts, to the beach, to San Diego, to, to to the Hollywood Hills, to Santa Maria, California up north. I work anywhere and everywhere. I go wherever I Now, currently, my job... Right now, today, as I'm talking to you, is to deliver a scissor lift to Romaland, which is on the 74 of the 215 freeway next to Menifee's Mecklenburg area. Now, right now, I have a 3384 scissor lift on It's a gas scissor lift. It Don't is fucking cool. to south it's long to drive. It takes you really high up in the air. You can do the lights. You can telephone poles, whatever you choose to do, I don't care, but this is what I'm doing, so I am transporting this from my La Mirada yard, my home yard, to the Menifee yard, the uh, Roma Land yard, and the reason why I'm talking to you right now is because, well, I love you, you're my friend, you're the person that's going to like me. Sit there and call me an idiot. Let me be honest with you, dude. If you're gonna call me an idiot but not judge me, I could take that. I could do that every day. I wouldn't mind that. God. But if you're gonna sit there and try to help try to change my, my thoughts, my way of life, my over the words that I said, ah, that's not gonna work, man. I'm uh, the type of free spirit type of dude. But at the same time, I'm fucking out and I do it the truck driver. I say what I say and I do what I do because this is how it is And I apologize if I offend you. If I offend you as a listener, as an audience member, as a friend, I am absolutely 100%. for you. You got your family, you got your friends. But are they going to be there when you're broke and you're fucking homeless and you're looking for money and you're looking for work and all that? I don't know. Why? Probably not. But that's why you go to work. You pay the bills. You take care of your family. You take care of your friends. You go see your friends. You help out. You do whatever you can to survive. And that's why America is so great. is because no matter who you are, you come here... You have to survive just like everybody else. The only difference is that we have and we give you, me, us, more opportunities to do it. Because I'm driving equipment. You know, I'm a big rig driver. But if I lose my job today, if I get fired tomorrow, bet your ass that I'm going to the fucking grocery store and I'm applying. You know, bet your ass that I'll I'll go back to being a janitor. I don't care. Because if there's a dollar out there to be made, you should be figuring out how to make it. And if you can't figure out how to make it, you should be figuring out how you can steal it, how you can take it, how you can get it. Now, am I promoting stealing? Am I promoting theft? I don't think so. I never told you to go fucking steal. I'm just simply saying, you got to think about it. There's so much fucking money on this planet that one person probably can't of it in their lifetime. Now think about it. You're over 20. 16, 15, 18, 20, shit, you might even be a 10-year-old fucking working lemonade stand, it doesn't fucking matter, the simple fact is that there's money out there to be made, so we gotta stop fucking around, we gotta make some fucking money, and we gotta listen to some fucking podcasts, we gotta listen to some good music, not that fucking, you know, that stupid bullshit, you know, mumble rap shit, we need to listen to some good fucking music, we gotta get some podcasts, we gotta get motivated, and we gotta go to fucking work. Today's Tuesday, September 11th, dude. It's been 17 years since that bullshit fucking terrorist attack. Those fucking cowards fucking attacked us. And we've shown them that we're not here to fuck around. So now it's your turn as a listener, as an audience member. It's your turn to show this fucking world that you cannot be fucked with. go to work, boss wants to be a smart smartass, when, co- when your co-workers want to be fucking funny, and they want to act stupid, and they want to play dumb like you didn't tell them what to do, and blah, 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 you let them know that your job is not fucking hard, it's simple, you come in, you fuck in, you go to work, you go home, if they're going to make it hard, you let them know, and you won't fuck with them, because that's what I did, my yard, my yard fucking has what, 12 trucks, 13 trucks? There's 15 day workers, and there's only four night drivers. These day drivers fucking are prima donnas, and they swear like their shit ain't stinking. They fucking sit there, and they they act like they're the big dogs, and they're the fucking best. Even though, they have fucked up equipment. They fuck up their shit, and they don't want to admit it. Now, the problem with me and you is that we like to admit our fucking faults. Now, if I fucking catch that house on fire, I'm gonna gonna be the first person to sit there and say, yep, I fucking burned it, my bad, it is what it is. But these people nowadays, they're fucking scared, they're fucking pussies, they're fucking, they're just prima donnas that want to get all the notoriety, they want to get all the attention, but they don't want to put in the work. I put in work every fucking day and I don't get mad frustrated, I get fucking bummed out, because as much work as I put in, there will always be somebody that puts in less work, that gets more money, gets more notoriety. ride, I don't want to be famous, I don't want to be rich, I'm not looking to be the cool guy on campus that gets all the girls, no, I don't want that, I just want to be able to go to work, make my money, go home, That being said, I make good money. I don't make the best money, but I make pretty good money. The most I've ever made in my life, to be honest. I pay my bills, but there's always that unsuspecting bill that comes out and no one bites you right in your fucking ass, man. That bill will always fucking kill me. But it is what it is. I can bitch about it, and I can complain about it, and I can sit here and say, hey man, life's not fucking fair. Or, I can... A I can go to work, I can hustle, I can make money. I can take care of that building up And that's what I've been doing. So I have a couple friends. I mean, I don't really have a lot of friends. Yeah, I can um, If you count my brothers and my family and shit, there's like know, six, more. But my buddy Palone, my buddy Dean, my buddy Tom. Buddy Robert. That's four. Okay, four. We want to start a group podcast. We want to start it out, and we already have a title. We have an idea. There's only one problem. Tom is an electrician and he works constantly. I'm a truck driver. I work every fucking day. Rain or shine. Rain or, yeah, rain or shine. My buddy Ballone's a welder. He works all the time. My buddy Dean, he's He's the big mean. He's a big mean D. He does whatever the fuck he wants to do. So we have him ready to go. And then my buddy Robert. He lives in Arizona. And we're trying to figure out how we can do this to have everybody on. You know? It's very hard. Very very hard. So I figured. I decided I'm gonna come back to drive it like you stole it. And I'm gonna stick with my podcast for as long as I can. I'm gonna stick with you guys as long as I can. And. I don't care if this has a lot of subscribers or millions of people. I don't fucking care. I just need a way to vent. I need a way to I need somebody to talk to. And yeah, people driving by are looking at a truck driver right now. Talk to himself, but at least I'm talking to you. That's what fucking matters. So I decided that I'm gonna stick here with you guys. And I'm gonna fucking I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to talk with you guys, and I'm going to stay on this podcast, and and I'm going to wait until everybody gets their shit together, and and we can figure out a day, or a time, or a place, whatever, we can all get together and do the podcast, okay, that would be something that I'd want to do, but it is what it is, you know, I'm not worried about it, so, I don't know how I should end this, you know, I don't type of guy that just said, hey, goodbye, catch me later on my this podcast, no, fuck that, I'm trying to be as real with you as I can possibly be, because I'm real with my friend. Five, six years down the road, if this gets big, one day I'm on the news for, hey, that crazy fucking Elon said some real crazy shit today. You can sit there and say, dude, I've been listening to that fucking guy for years, man. He's always crazy. You know. But that day will never come. So me and you, we don't have to worry about it. The only thing we have to worry about is how we treat each other, how we have fun, So, that being said, Have to go. You know, I have four miles exactly until I have to get off the freeway for work. But I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart as a truck driver, as a blue collar kid, and as a season one episode one podcaster for driving like you stole it with every game you I, Ewok, want to thank you. I apologize if I repeat things or. Stutter, or if I might freak out, or if I might stop or yawn, you got to understand that I'm working. So I'm not doing this in a studio with friends and family, with computers and shit. No, you're in the fucking master's seat right here with me. We're driving, we're working, and it is what it is, brother, sister, family. It is what it is. So, it's about about 8 o'clock on Tuesday, September 11, 2018, and I just want to say thank you, this has been fun, this has been good, it'll get longer and it'll get better, but until then, bear with me, work with me while I work with you, I appreciate you guys, thank you so much, you guys have a good night, drive safe, stay safe, and until I see you again, later.